we have Rinku who will be giving us podcast on EDMCS. So he is senior manager at Dunyati with 12 plus years of experience in EPM practice, providing financial and technological solutions. He has implementation expertise on wide variety of global clients focused in areas of planning, budgeting and forecasting, financial consolidation and close and enterprise data management. So let's jump into it. Over to you, Rinku. Yeah, thank you, Akansha. Hi, everyone. Rinku the site. So we'll be doing with the EDMCS, uh, you know, high level of understanding what all EDMCS is about, what all its features, and we'll, de- we'll take a deep dive into EDMCS, which will help you to understand on all the aspects of the EDMCS. Okay. So I'll quickly jump into the agenda. So this will be the agenda for this session. First, we will cover the EDMCS structure, which will talk about its basic structure and um, how it is different as compared to DRM. Okay, we'll speak about its EDMCS features. We'll then go to the security permissions and policies, how it takes care of the security as being a cloud product. Then we'll see there are some properties and expressions that you can use to modify your business or what, whatever your business requirement or your client requirement is, how you can uh, you know, use properties and expressions for them. Then we'll go to notifications, which is more about approvals and notify policies, where you will be seeing on the workflow side how we can enable an end-to-end workflow within EDMCS. Then we'll see the audit feature, which is the most important feature for the EDMCS and tracking the entire metadata uh, management. And then we will see the key steps in its implementation and then how we can automate uh, the entire process that we will see. Okay. So going to the first slide, this is about the EDMCS structure. Okay, I'll try to explain what we are, what we have on this slide. Okay, so first thing is EDMCS is like enterprise data management cloud system. We mainly use it for maintaining all our metadata. So it's it's completely about managing metadata. So we are not talking about any dollar amount here. Okay, we are not. Uh, maintaining any dollar amount within it, but it is about where the dollar amount sits. So dollar amount sits on the hierarchies, uh, few metadata members, and so we'll be talking about all those things in this EDMCS session. Okay, so as you can see, this is like a DRM cloud version. So earlier, if there was a uh, from Oracle, it was DRM uh, where we used to do all kind of metadata management, and now we have a much better cloud system uh, for that, and it is a refined version of DRM. Okay. We can do the import and export of hierarchy, so we'll ma- we'll see how we can manage everything within EDMCS as a centralized metadata repository, and then how we can import out and export out the hierarchies. Okay. Then we have multi- we can have multiple target systems, as you can see in this particular structure, which I'll explain in a bit. Okay, so we have uh, we have those multiple target systems and then it is a fully permission based access system. So as it's a cloud system, uh, the, the security is inbuilt and it's a fully permission uh, permission based system. Okay, so now as you can see, we as we said, it's a centralized repository. So we will have one master application, which will which is also a centralized application or the center point for any users admins to look for the metadata. OK, now we will have one master application as a centralized repository and then 
few other target systems will be associated with it. So the 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 target systems can be an Oracle one or a non uh, non Oracle one. The main Oracle EPM components like EPBCS, FCCS, PMCS, and even the Oracle General Ledger, we have direct connectivity with EDMCS. So it comes uh, with a direct connection and a direct adapter already inbuilt in EDMCS. Okay, and for any other on-prem or the other systems which are non-Oracle, like say an Plan, OneStream, or AWS, or any other system, you know, you can still create that and you know maintain that structure as well with the help of universal application within EDMCS, and uh, that's where you'll be using EDMCS not just for Oracle tools; it can also be used for non-Oracle components as well. Okay. So now if you can see in my sender application, which we are calling as a master application, I have also mentioned general ledger or master application. So this is specifically if, uh, what we have seen in the industry is like Oracle general ledger or any general ledger is, is this starting point where you maintain all your actuals and that they are, that's where exact detailed hierarchy we have. And then any, all other target system can be that detailed or cannot be that detailed. So we can call a general ledger as well as a master, uh, a few cases we can call general ledger as a master application and few cases may it may not be okay so it depends on what client or the what business requirement it is if you want you can just have your general ledger itself as a master application and then you can have other uh, associated applications with or as any other associated tool with it or you can have a separate master application that's where the general ledger will come out and will also be like an uh, other applications where it will be managed from master application okay so what happens is we add a new COS segment value to the master application or any user or whoever is responsible. Uh, they will add the chart of accounts over here. And once the chart of accounts is get added and approved within this application, the other systems will be subscribed to this application to the master application and that's where the other systems will be updated. So once the other system within EDMCS are updated, we export we export out the hierarchies from this particular target applications within EDMCS to the actual target application. It can be a through direct connection as I told in case of uh, Oracle, it can be a direct connection Oracle Cloud and if it's a non Oracle one or the on-prem one, uh, it can be through some automations. Okay, so this was all about EDMCS structure. I'll quickly go to the EDMCS features, which is our next discussion point. So we are speaking few EDMCS features here. I'll go in detail on one by one to everything. Okay, so we'll see we'll see how we can manage all the features. So first is like about the common dimensions. Okay, so many a times we do have common dimensions, say like an account entity, um, the location or a product hierarchy, which is common to a particular client, irrespective of whatever tool they use, right? And then again, these are these these are the dimensions which will be frequently changing, or you can say the chart of accounts will frequently come in for these dimensions. So any common dimensions you can easily maintain within EDMCS, okay? And it can be for any n number of tools. That, that doesn't matter if it's a common one. You can maintain it as a centralized repository within EDMCS, okay? Now you can maintain different attributes as well. Uh, like if you whatever dimensions you have, you will have different attributes for a different dimensions. So you can maintain again, you can maintain attributes across any dimensions within EDMCS for any any particular tool. 
okay you can also manage the mappings so as we've seen like if you wanted to manage some mappings say for an example you're loading data from your oracle gl to your epm applications you do manage the mappings within within data management tool right so instead of managing there you can even maintain it directly in EDMCS and again there will be a direct connection at least for the Oracle data management you can directly export those mappings out there so you can maintain any type of mappings within EDMCS itself then there are validations so for the inbuilt applications the EPM applications and the GL applications the validations there are few validations which come out of the box as part of EDMCS but on top of it if you wanted to create a few other validations you can create that for an example say your accounts number or an account structure or account any account note should always start with say a underscore okay just just a very basic example so that's one kind of validation so you can put that so anytime if user missed to add that a underscore maybe he just go he or she just go and type in the uh, numbers without that a underscore it will throw in validation and it won't allow to submit the request okay so you can create any type of validations that is required within edmcs I'll go to the next, which is business user driven tool. Okay, so since it's 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 a completely business user driven tool, what it means is like you don't need very high, uh, you know, technology expertise to maintain this tool. Even our normal accountants or the any 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 users with basic knowledge on EDMCS can maintain it. It's very easy to maintain. Okay, and yeah, it's it's user friendly as well. So this, since it is out of the box, everything comes out of the box. It is easy to maintain and then it's user friendly. We do have direct connection with Oracle Cloud products. Uh, there are few like FCCS, EPBCS, planning applications, Oracle GL, where we have direct connections. And for anything uh, which is non-Oracle, uh, we can still import and export it out through FTP. Then we do have end-to-end -end workflow process. We'll see this in a in the few slides that how the workflow process is maintained within EDMCS. And then we do have email notifications at each step. So whoever user say has submitted the request and once it gets approved, uh, the user will get an email that uh, his or her request is approved. At the, at the same time when the request is read, the notifications or like you say, the approvers will also get an email. So it is again out of the box. We don't have to configure any uh, separate email server or anything. It's it, this feature is the out of the box provided by Oracle. Then we'll go to archived hierarchy version. So many a times whenever we have reorg or anything like we wanted to modify the hierarchy completely, right? So and then we also need to see if we can maintain some prior versions of the hierarchy so that in future if uh, anyone wants to refer to the prior version, uh, we can we they can go and you know see that. So we do have uh, archival process here where we can archive the hierarchies and different versions. So it again, it is easy and once it is archived, it is even easy to restore and retrieve it back. Okay, uh, we do in we do this archival process in the forms of archiving views. So we, we do have different different views and if required, we can archive them and as and when required, we can restore if required. And then again, you can display the archive view. So if you just don't want to restore it, you just wanted to go and see uh, you want to come do some comparison of your current hierarchy versus your archive hierarchies, that is even possible. So it's it's a you can easily maintain the different archiver versions and the archived hierarchies. 
Then the next important feature is about the audit trail. So whenever we speak about metadata, the first thing comes is the audit feature, right? So um, there are chances many companies still maintains their entire metadata process within Excel uh, or uh, the notifications or the approval process goes through some kind of emails. So it is very difficult for anyone to track those, right? So if you are not using any separate tracking tool, what happens is there are possibilities that whenever the audit happens after a quarter or after six months and a one year, there may, there are chances that you not you might not get all the required emails, approvals, and uh, everything, right? So audit is something which is very important for few companies. So this comes, the audit features comes out of the box. You will the everything will be audited like it will be there in the transaction history. So if required, we can easily uh, go back to the history. We can see uh, who raised the request, when it was raised, why it was raised, all those thing will be clearly mentioned and you can even filter the transactions. Suppose if you wanted to uh, filter it out by date or by request number or by user, you can easily filter those transactions and then you can download those transactions into an Excel file. Okay. Now, if you want it, if you want, you can provide this downloaded transactions to your auditors whenever the audit happens. Say you wanted to download the history for last three months, six months, you can easily download it and provide it to the auditors. And then we can even search transactions uh, based on the filter or the search criteria. So audit trail is the important features for EDMCS for maintaining metadata and it is completely out of the box. We don't need to buy any separate ticketing tool or anything to maintain this uh, auditing feature. Okay, I'll go next. So now we'll talk about workflow and with this small diagram or small presentation, I'll explain how the workflow happens within EDMCS. Okay, so the workflow happens through some approval policies and notification policies. Okay, so suppose you have a submitter, right? And a user uh, who has the who has the permission to submit a request will go and raise a request for in the master application. Okay, so suppose the master application for now we can say is, is the ERP application and on top of that we have uh, approvers. So we have parallel approvers which is enabled on that application and say we want ERP head and RFCCS head to approve that request. Okay, so it since it is a parallel one, it will go to both of them simultaneously and if it is a serial, then it will go one by one. So we do have option to enable approvers serial or parallel method. Okay, so in this diagram, suppose it goes for a parallel approval. The approvers will review the request. They can, they will approve the request or they will provide the, they can push back the request if required. But yeah, if they approve it, then it goes to the next stage and it gets completed within GL. So if it will get completed within ERP, it will be, or within the master application, it will be completed at that particular time. And it will go to the next step, which is like, say, the next application is FCCS. So it will go to the FCCS application and it will get completed if you have like an auto approve and uh, system already enabled there. If you again have a separate uh, FCCS head approval there, then it will again go for a serial approval or a parallel approval, whatever you have enabled. And then once it gets approved, then only it gets completed within FCCS as well. Okay, so again, it is it is based on the requirement. If you have already enabled that FCCS head approval over here, it is it might not be required at this step. 
so it was as soon as it get completed in gl it also gets completed in fccs but if suppose the hierarchies are different you have different parents in both the hierarchies in gl uh, uh, as compared to fccs then what happens is uh, the it it will notify the admin that the that there will there are change in parent is required so that admin or whoever the whoever is enabled in the notification process he or she will go and can you know modify the parent and then that's where the FCCS application request will get approved. So it depends if your hierarchy is uh, exactly one to one, your parents are same, it gets approved, uh, it gets approved and completed. If not, it might send a notification. Uh, it might send a notification to the admin and uh, then that's where the manual intervention might be required. OK, so this is a complete workflow process. Again, it's uh, it's on the simple terms. I have tried to explain with two application using ERP and FCCS, but uh, in real when you when you built it, it can be a number of uh, applications. It's not just two application. And again, the approval method can be can be based on your application. It can be based on your dimension. It can be based on your hierarchies. So you might need a separate set of approvals, say for your account dimension and different set of approvals for your entity dimension. So that is also achievable. It's not just that you have to you, we have approvals based on uh, on the application. You can even drill it down based on hierarchies or based on dimensions. OK, and then again, the, the on the approval process, there are different options enables like uh, um, when the notification should sent out, when the when it should be escalated after how many days and all. So all those stuff is already available and it comes out of the box. So there's no different ticketing tool required. And again, as I said, like at every step, it sent a notification. Whoever approves, uh, whenever it comes for an approval stage, the approver will get a notification as soon as it gets completed. The user who has submitted the request will get notification through email so it's a complete uh, workflow process with email notification enabled at each stage so that you don't or so so that the client doesn't have to buy separate ticketing tools okay and then uh, other than workflow which is which mainly works through policies approval policies there is also an access based system defined the permissions like how the uh, how the epm security works in case of other applications there can be an admin there can be an user view and then again user can have access to a uh, few application or say all application it depends so it's completely access based system just like how the other epm applications we have fccs and EP, other epm planning applications similar way the access based system works within EDMCS as well. So the entire workflow is a combination of permissions which we call as in like an access based system and then through policies which are again out of the box. As I told there can uh, like approval policy notification policies and others. Okay. I'll move next and we'll talk about properties and expressions. So we have seen that it is managed, you know, the, the dimensions and the hierarchies are managed in a centralized repository, but we can have a number of target applications. And since we don't want any manual intervention when it when the metadata moves from master application uh, to your other target applications, that's where we use properties and expression to automate that. OK, say for an example, in Oracle GL application, we called uh, description as a property called description US. So there's a property called description US, but as uh, when we come to the EPM application, we, we we call it as an alias. 
right? So if you wanted to map that description US of GL application to alias, say default alias of EPM application, that's where you might use this properties and expression. You can simply copy it. Or for an example, the another example is say uh, there is a property called time balance property, right? And it we know how it is getting derived. So we wanted to say that uh, if the account type is asset liability or equity, then the time balance property should be balanced, else it should be flow. So if you wanted to set those again, we will be using properties and expressions so that uh, not the user has to manually set that up. OK, so we use of, we use of this different expressions where we will say, OK, uh, we'll write an expression and can achieve this easily. So there won't be any manual intervention when the metadata flows from one application to another or uh, when we create a metadata and we wanted to uh, derive different properties. OK, similarly, another example we are trying to show over here is like say concatenation. So many times we want the in the alias, we want that a particular member name and the description should be concatenated to derive the alias, right? So those again, those derived properties can be set up using uh, expressions, different different expressions. So as we already know, different dimensions include different set of properties. So that's where we want to use uh, different expressions to achieve that and that, uh, so that we can avoid manual intervention. Then we do have expression builder to derive these properties. There are different data types uh, for properties like it can be Boolean data, string, date, anything. So we have different set of data uh, types. And then we can derive these properties. It can be a custom or the uh, or the out of the box properties that comes. We can uh, simply derive that uh, using using expression and we can even copy it. OK, so this was all about properties and expression. And again, this is uh, easy to um, easy in the sense of like whenever you wanted to uh, create this expressions that is provided out of the box. It, these are simply false statements. Okay, I'll go next to the notification. So we have seen uh, when we were discussing workflow that there are different approval policies and notification policies that we can enable. So again, these are out of the box. As we said, whenever a user submit a request, it it is in the is it is in the submit stage, and it goes to the approver, and then when the approver approves it. It is in the approval stage, so it goes, uh, it gets approved. And once it is closed, if you have enabled notification policies, then it also sends out the notification to the set of users whom you have enabled. So, for an example, we want that whenever a chart of account is created, we want our, if we have like say 50 planning users, so we want 50 planning users to get notification that, you know, this particular new account has been created. So, for those kind of notifications again it is easily achieved in edmcs we don't need any separate notification tool we can uh, easily enable the notify policy and we can um, we all our admins or whoever is enabled on that will get notifications through emails okay I'll go next and we'll discuss audit in detail. So when we were discussing features, I have explained how audit is that it is very important feature for most of the companies. So this is where we will uh, discuss this in detail that audit it uh, as we know, like it will support the regulatory compliance based on uh, different different inquiries from auditors. So whichever whatever the inquiry is, we can easily answer that because the audit is uh, 
already enabled in EDMCS. It comes out of the box and it is it has all the transactions linked to another transaction that it can be uh, is uh, any particular request is easily uh, trackable. OK, and then again, it helps us to identify uh, like what are the user errors or what are the system errors? So whenever we have that particular gap, right, where auditors or we are not in a situation to answer whether it's a user error or a system error, that's where the uh, we can easily audit now with the audit feature within EDMCS. OK, so and again with with this, like uh, even if there is uh, some wrong setting in the system, since we have audit enabled, uh, we can track that and we can uh, we can avoid any kind of manual error uh, or the manual implementation step um, that that is there in the system. OK, and it it can it, it it saves the audit records for years and years so even if you wanted to see the record for say like uh, last year maybe so it's easily uh, you can easily go to that particular year and you can download the history there is also a separate role in terms of access uh, which is especially for auditors so that that access will provide the view access to the auditors so that they can they can themselves go and see if they wanted to audit the application Okay. I'll go next in the key steps of implementation. I'll not discuss this in detail because these steps are uh, common in all the EPM applications. So just like how we do it for other plannings or the consolidation applications, the key steps of implementation within EDMCS is almost same. We first gather the requirements. We define the downstream applications that how many applications we wanted to uh, build within EDMCS for downstream applications to utilize the metadata from EDMCS. Then we determine the segments and dimensions within an, within an application. So as I mentioned during the start. That it is it is mainly about the type dimensions which keeps on changing, right? So say for an example scenario. So we know that scenario are generic. It will always be like say actual forecast budget of your other scenarios. So we don't maintain those dimensions which are fixed like say year or a period as well, but it is more, more mainly about the dimensions which you know uh, which keeps on changing or which keeps on updating. So we determine those dimensions uh, during the initial stage of requirement gathering sessions. Then we design and you know do a do some kind of POC or you can say like we design the prototype and then we uh, we we can just show to the users or to the client as a first step like as a first step of proof of concept and then we have few users and approvers whoever we wanted to have in the system we can discuss on that and then uh, once that is done that's where the metadata manipulation starts. The next step is about innovate. So if we have any application configuration that we can do and then we can set up the security and workflow. Once it is done, we can release the system for UAT and other use other testings. And then we can simply migrate it and deploy it to the production system. So key steps of implementations are very generic, uh, just like other EPM applications. OK, go next. So next it about the EPM automate. So as we know, the we have an we have a tool from Oracle called EPM Automate, which is used for all kind of automation. So this particular tool is is fully functional for EDMCS and even all the automations that needs to happen from EDMCS is done through EPM Automate. And there are separate EPM Automate commands for EDMCS. 
okay say for an example you wanted to export out an hierarchy uh, say for a planning or an fccs application there is a separate export command and then again within the target application so within the target epm application you wanted to import you have certain set of uh, different set of epm automate commands so we can easily achieve into and implementations of metadata through epm automate okay I will not be going into the application or any POC as of today in this session, but this was all about this. This was very high level design discussions or say about the features discussion of EDMCS, uh, what EDMCS is about, what all it is capable of, how we take care of the security, how we take care of the workflow and how the audit is inbuilt and it will be helpful for all clients. So this this was the end to end uh, one and if we have any Q&A, then we can discuss this. So Akansha, is there any questions? Yes, that, that we have? so yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have questions from audience. Let me mm -hmm. read them for you. So mm -hmm. the first question uh, is. So. Uh, what is data governance and how is it related to EDMCS? Okay, so data governance is more about like say metadata governance only. So data is not here. We are not talking in terms of dollar amount. It is mostly about metadata and how it is taken care is we have discussed over here that metadata governance is something like how the exact workflow happens and how we are tracking it. Right, so this is the the approval policy feature or say the email notification is the one where which it governs everything and again it can be built based on different different client requirements as I mentioned, but it is mainly done through workflow and the audit feature and again uh, all this both workflow and audit are out of the box. We don't have to customize or do any separate uh, settings in EDMCS for this. It just depends uh, at what level of governance you wanted to set and at, at all which application or which all dimension you wanted to set. But that is all about the uh, metadata governance. Sure, so there is uh, one another question. So how does EDMCS helps in maintaining data quality and consistency? Yeah, that's a good question. So same thing like how how it how it helps is like we have different approval process, right? So if there are 10 set of users who are submitting the request, it's just not them who is responsible what they are submitting and what gets uh, into the system. It is also more about the approval flow. And again, as I told, it's not just uh, one single person who can approve it. There can be a different serial approvers. There can be different parallel approvers. And again, if you wanted to say like uh, three set of eyes or like say three level of approvers, we can set that up. So this is how we, this is how it makes an EDMCS more powerful that we have so powerful approval process already within the application that you can set it up so that there is uh, no chance of mistakes, not just from the end users, even the approvers before approving the request can visualize it, can go in detail on each properties and the attributes, whatever has been set up in the application. Okay, and then again, even the approver has an option that they can push back the request or they can completely reject the request. 
uh, there is an option that if you have enabled that even before approving uh, the even the audit, uh, even the approvers can change the request if required. So there's an option if you have enabled that e even the approvers can do that. OK, and then again at every step notification in the form of email will be sent out first. Second, everything will be recorded in the audit. OK, so whenever the uh, we go to the request and we wanted to audit any request, uh, it, it will be a each easily achievable and we can even a request is rejected or was not approved. We can go to the audit history and we can see that. OK, sure. So there is one more question. So uh, which industries or sectors uh, can utilize EDMCS or uh, where are those beneficial? OK, so there's no specific industries and sectors. As you know, Oracle is you know selling out this tool to almost all the industries and the sector. So it is not specific to any industries and sector. It is more about uh, the client requirement. So if they if it's, it's a huge client where you get uh, too many frequent requests for a metadata update and they have different set of tools where uh, they use the same set of metadata is exactly where the EDMCS best fit in. OK, so if you have different set of components, different set of tools, not just Oracle, even uh, any other industrial tools and you have same set of because say for an example, a product dimension or a product hierarchy, right, will be a common for a company. It won't change uh, from one tool to another tool, right? So that's where it's it's best fit in. So there's no specific industry and sector. It is more about the usage and uh, it's it's applicable to uh, almost all the industries and sectors. Sure. So, uh, so uh, what are some common data integration challenges uh, that an organization might face while implementing EDMCS? Okay. Yeah, that's that's another good question. So, the 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 basic integration challenges that you might face right is first thing with this with the non oracle product so with an oracle product and oracle epm applications or gl application as we have seen it's a direct integration there's a direct connection already provided so you won't face an issue but in case of any non oracle tool again it's not about that it's not achievable it is achievable within edmcs and edmcs has that all the extract features already enabled but the challenges might come like there can be more technical it challenges i would say uh, because you need if you wanted to send send the extract to a different ftp server you need some sort of connections then again for an ftp server there will be a cost involved for one particular company so that's the challenges that might be but again those those challenges are not that that it's not achievable or those will uh, you know stop you from implementing ADMCS to non oracle product it is more about the technical it challenges that we might face and we will have to resolve it okay there is one last question so how yeah. to ensure that uh, data stored within EDMCS remains up to date or relevant to a time so same thing it is done to, uh, it's done based on the access permissions and the policies as i told so if we already have the uh, policies in place like the approvers and all even if someone tries to change anything it won't get updated into the system until and unless the approvers approves it so to maintain the integrity in the system and you know uh, anything so the, the the best way is we enable approval uh, process at the start of the at the start of first application itself or say an almost on all the application so that anything that gets updated doesn't go until and unless it is approved 
okay so it's it's done it's done through the approval policy only sure so there is one more question so mm -hmm. how is edmcs different from other similar tools in the market um okay so it's first thing is it's a cloud product so again the the cost involved is like you the the company doesn't need a separate servers or you know the uh, other id team or anything so the cost involvement uh, becomes less as compared to other non-cloud tools because this this is a cloud product so that is one advantage second advantage it's 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 more beneficial in terms of the features that we have seen it provides okay so not all the companies or say not all the tools provide those versioning techniques and this uh, this kind of audit feature so that that is more important which it brings and then again the complete end-to-end -end workflow that we have so the any any features that we have in edmcs make makes it strong as compared to other tools in the market and then again like we told it's an epm tool so it's easy to maintain it's an user friendly and then end-to-end automation can be done through EPM Automate. So again, you don't need a separate uh, scripting language or something, some another script to automate this. So we do have EPM Automate and we can uh, easily automate the entire process. So these are these are features in terms of licensing. Uh, it's it's again, the licensing is not based on user. It is based on the nodes. So that's another advantage as compared uh, to other tools that it's licensing. Licensing is based on number of nodes. So how much notes a company would have the license will be based on that and not based on the users so these are few important ones that uh, that you know that i can tell as of now but there are many other uh, advantages of edmcs when we when the client really goes for it and implement it sure Rico, yeah we are done with the questions okay fine so yeah it it, it was a good session anyone who has any further question can send out an email or uh, reach out to me uh, thank you for joining